The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, Episode 71. General West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Pete, say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous, but this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hello and welcome to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies and series, including SG-1, Atlantis, Universe, and more. I'm Father Corey Stika. With me today are Lisa Jones and Victor Lambs. Howdy, Lisa. Hey, Father Corey. Howdy, Victor. How do you do, Father Corey? Before we begin, you can get your t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and much more for The Secrets of Stargate and all our great shows at sqpn.com slash merch. That's sqpn.com slash merch. And I'd also like to invite you to join our Discord server. We're having a lot of fun over there, a lot of good discussions, and you can join in discussing all our shows. Get your invite at sqpn.com slash discord. All are invited to join even if you're not a Patreon patron. So today we're discussing Watergate, the seventh episode from the fourth season of Stargate SG-1. So on June 17th, 1972, there was a break-in at the DNC offices at the Watergate office. (laughs) Oh, wait. um, Wrong Watergate. Let's try that again. Let's reverse that back. Yes, I had to do that joke. SG-1 is trying to go on a mission, but the 7th seventh Chevron went lock. Turns out the Russians found the gate from Egypt and have figured out how to activate it with the matching DHD. Problem is, now it won't shut off, and the Russians have to admit they've got the gate. SG-1 is sent to Russia to meet Counselor Troy in, the, in order to figure out what happened. They arrive at the complex to find everyone dead to a, to a firefight, and the gate dialed to a world where the water produces enough energy to keep the gate running. Dr. Markov, Carter, and Jackson are able to shut down the gate, but are, get trapped by the water. Jack and Tilk find a frozen, traitorous Mayborn who is infected by the life forms in the water. Tilk is then infected in order for the life forms to dial home, and the three hostages are returned. The end. So here we have our big disclosure. Mayborn was the traitor. <laughs> Not yep. a surprise. But So what do you think of this one, Lisa? I don't want to go first this time. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> Ladies first, you got to have honor. I, you, know? I uh, you know, I remember this episode very fondly, though I will say watching it back, I was a little, I guess because I already knew all the spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. It just kind of fell flat to me. A lot of, a, a lot of reveal or scientific stuff that kind of moves the uh, series along. But as mm-hmm. far as, action and interest and intrigue besides the uh, frozen mayborn uh i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it just it just it just okay it's a there episode huh yeah how about you victor i i actually really like this episode it's i don't know if i'd say it's one of my top five but it's probably in my top 20 um you know, we this is just a couple of years after Goldeneye, so you know Russian bases were were like really cool, mm-hmm. and so we have a lot of things that kind of a lot of really cool things that happen, kind of one after another. It's, you know, 
the Russians have a Stargate. The Russians have a secret base with a Stargate. They were doing experiments on something that they found through the Stargate and it went horribly wrong. You know, the water's alive. Mayborn's in the freezer. <laughs> Mayborn's dead. But no, he's not. He comes back to life. And um, and then the thing with the submarine, too. Uh, so I really, I really like this. It's a very enjoyable episode written by Robert C. Cooper. So you have the thing that, that he does in his episodes where, you know, there's kind of a branching, you know, the A team and the B team are doing things, but they mm-hmm. discover the secret of the episode at more or less the same time, but from two different angles. Jack and Teal discover it because, you know, they find the frozen Mayborn. Carter, uh, Dr. Uh, Svetlana uh, Martov or Markov and um, uh, Daniel find it because they're in the submarine that's that's crushed but they don't drown. So I really like it. And then I think they could have done like a little bit at the end where, you know, they look for Mayborn and he's gone, but of course he's gone. He's not going to stick around uh, <laughs> and then wait for the other shoe to drop. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, that I like, later. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So I like, I like the, uh, I like the, the intrigue, you know, the location, you know, you, you get him jumping out of a plane kind of <laughs> probably, but maybe, or onto standing a, on a tarmac a, with the wind blowing at them and they <laughs> jump onto a cushion. Oh, wait. I mean, yeah, they were absolutely in the air yeah. when it happened. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a ways from uh, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible and his Halo uh, yeah. jump uh, in that movie. But, <laughs> but you know, so, so we, get some, we get some funny moments. Uh, Daniel gets to, you know, be Mr. Acerbic, dry wit. Yep. Teal gets to, you know, not want to jump out of a plane and... um you know, Sam gets to do the science thing. So it's it's all good. And we get a very special guest star as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed this. I, I didn't remember this one um, when I when I watched it. I didn't remember it. But uh, I, I remember that Marina Sirtis was on here, was on Stargate at one point. I remember that she did guest star. I just couldn't remember the episode she was in. And that's part of the reason why I like that, because she was at her most acerbic. You know, she was just kind of more really didn't have a sense of humor. But it was, you know, that that kind of. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you to you straight, and if you annoy me, I'll let you know I've anno- you've annoyed me kind of <laughs> person, not, you know. And so I, I, I liked her character in this where it was, but she still had, she still had emotion, you know, the point where she, you know, realizing that all, everyone she's worked with is dead and mm-hmm. stuff like that, where she shed, you know, a couple of tears before she went back to her usual glaring at Jackson for saying something stupid. You know, Daniel said something stupid and she just glares at him sometimes, you know. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, and I enjoy this one. It's kind of the same reason that, that Victor mentioned is it's probably one of the better let's advance the, the major plot line of the series episodes mm-hmm. out there, you know, cause we talked about some before that there's nothing going on. It, the whole purpose of the episode is to advance the plot line. And this does a better job cause there is a little bit of action. There's a little bit of, you know, how's it, not so much. Are they going to survive, but how are they going to survive? Cause of course we know, you know, the lead team is going to survive one way or the mm-hmm. other, but. No, I, I enjoy this one. Um, yeah, and of course, this is where the Russians start getting involved in the Stargate project, too. So we do have to talk about her accent, though. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> your Russian accent would hip in the at the base. Yeah, it's not quite that bad, I, but I think yours was better. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> there's no way that was better. It was, it was, it was not a not a good Russian accent. But then again, no one no one hired her to to be a fake Russian usually, anyways. So yeah. No, but you know, very, very good, um, you know, guest appearance, uh, um, and getting getting to do things she, you know, she didn't get to do on Next Generation for for sure. Which was what act? 
Yeah, act and have emotions. And <laughs> no, the problem is she had too many emotions sometimes at TNG. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had everybody else's emotions. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. One thing to you know, talk about is we, we're we're playing shuffling stargates here. Yeah, you know, yep. because of course we start out with the Star Egypt Stargate from Giza. That's what it was in SGC. Mm-hmm. That gets put on Thor's ship and crashed. But fortunately, they found the Antarctica Gate, and that gets put into SGC after being used by Mayborn and company. And then now the Russians have the Egypt Gate mm-hmm. with the DHD that they couldn't find at Egypt because, then, or they couldn't find because the Russians already had it. Because the Nazis had it. The Nazis the had Russians it with the gate. From them. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, playing, we're playing shuffling Stargates here, you know. Find, find the Stargate. Find the Stargate. Which one is it? Which one? Is it? No. <laughs> and, it, and it's pretty cool how they set that up with the DHD, too, that the DHD would, would have priority mm-hmm. um, over the, you know, the, the SGC's cobbled together dialing computer. And so the Russians had to time, um, you know, their missions with the SGC's missions so as not to, you know, alert them that they had a, a second Stargate. Um, and we... Find out very early on that uh, Dr. Markov knows pretty much everything about the SGC, knows all about their missions, mm-hmm. tries to rub Jack's face. And, you know, after we lost one of our Foxtrot submarines and Jack's like, you know, I don't know anything about that. Um, and then at the end, <laughs> yeah, sure and then at the don't. end where they, they don't have room for him on the submarine and he says something like, oh, pity, I've never been on a submarine. <laughs> yeah. You know, she <laughs> <it> just glares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so she's she's very smart about the Stargate, but she's also read all of Sam's files. Mm-hmm. We learned something about the Stargate too, with uh, you know the water's not just pouring into the mm-hmm. doesn't just come pouring through the Stargate, and that's right. because the 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 gate has a built-in control mechanism that you know things have to be a certain mass or moving at a certain speed or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. Um, for the gate to interpret it as and as something to to let to through. Travel. Poor Carter, yeah, she was so wife. excited to like. Oh, I have this theory, and let me tell you all about it. Mark, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I, I read your paper." I read, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, where, where do you think I got that from? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was pretty. It was interesting. Of course, you know, we find out the reason why she knows all this stuff is because of of a Mayborn. You know, which which I love that he opened. You know, Jack opens the door, and there's Mayborn standing completely frozen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a great scene. Mayborn and Jack's just like Jack and Tilk are both like, uh, what happened here? <laughs> yeah. But they thaw him out and he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the water. Yeah. That works. Yep. So my question is, Mayborn, so we haven't seen him in a while, but he still has incredible access to everything about the SGC. Down to the minute when teams are leaving and arriving. So does he have somebody he's, on the inside still? Yeah. Yeah, he's very well connected. I, I think there's probably like a senator or a uh, or a colonel or something. Maybe it's Major Davis. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and there were callback to that. Yes. Uh, in our uh, other side episode, I noticed that uh, Walter Harriman mm-hmm. was wearing a name badge that said Davis on it. And in this episode, the captions, um, at one point he's off screen and says something, and the captions even refer to him as Davis. Yep, I saw that too. So I, yeah, so I didn't know if at this point they were still, he was going <laughs> to be Davis or something. Yeah. Or, or, 
Or, Somebody messed up her. <laughs> did he did he not have a name and they named him Davis unofficially and then now then at some point they yeah. finally gave him a name? I don't know. I you know, well the funny part is I don't think we ever found out his first name until they did the interview episode that it was Walter. Because we knew it was oh, the last name was Aaron. That's season seven, yeah. Well, but I don't think we ever knew his first name. No, in twenty that, in twenty ten, the episode twenty ten when they which is not that far yeah. away, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. Jack okay. says Walter because he didn't know his uh-huh. name. Remember, so that okay. I think that might oh, have been yeah. the first time we heard his name. Maybe yeah. I don't know because he had the name tag with Harriman, and then of course that gets settled. But they, but I guess the story with the Davis name tag was that they his 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 name tag wasn't they couldn't find it when they were getting him getting ready to shoot, and so they just used the the Davis name tag or the Davis <laughs> shirt or whatever. Like, oops. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then Harriman is just because um, General Hammond, uh, D- Don Davis, want, was was saying Airman, but it sounded like Harriman oh, at some point. So he's like, he's like, you, Harriman. Yeah. And so that's that's how I got. That's how I got the stuck name. With that name. That's funny. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. It it is interesting. That's one of the nice things about uh, Stargate is some of these secondary characters take on a life of their own, like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I kind of felt bad for him, didn't you? I mean, he hasn't been around in the last few episodes. He shows up and suddenly the gate won't work. Yeah. He broke yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, he broke, broke it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but he finds like the, the geographical disturbance like super fast. Yeah. And I noticed that the Air Force's maps of Russian were all in like the Cyrillic alphabet with like the Russian city names on it. You mean yours aren't? Oh. No, my mine, mine are in English because I'm an American. He hacked into their system. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of like, you know, if you use uh, Google Maps in a different region, if it's set, you've got the setting, it will use the language of the region. You know, so. Oh, really? It's really annoying if you're in that region and don't speak that language and suddenly your map is giving it to another language. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so they, they uh, have to go over to. Russia because they find out, oh, the Stargate turned on yesterday and it hasn't turned off since. <laughs> Oops. Boy, I hate when that happens. <laughs> the Russians have been very busy. They've only had the Stargate like going for two two months. You know, yep. they've they've got it in place, hooked it up to the DHD. And I don't know, they've been to at least seven planets. I think they said, yep. you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe more than that. And on the seventh planet they they found the sample of this water. You know, they sent a sub through, or the, first they sent a probe through. And the Russians use uh, nuclear-powered uh, probes with a 10-year yeah. life lifespan, which yeah. seems pretty cool, Yeah, exactly. actually, until it's what's, you know, the radio on it is what's keeping your uh, your Stargate open. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they, they, you know, they fix that so fast. I was wondering if the, you know, the water aliens had something to do with it because mm-hmm. they're like, well, let's go through. Oh, there's the probe. And then the gate shuts. And then they say, oh, good thing we were able to take that on and deactivate it so quickly. But... We don't actually get to see that part, nope. um, but but it does move along pretty fast. Yeah, but it was it was interesting that the flight over because they show them in a, a Air Force C one thirty. Actually, it was Army mm-hmm. or California Air National Guard C one thirty that they flew them over on. So that was that was pretty wild. That's that's the uh, the Montana Air National Guard has the same the newer versions of the same plane. So it was just kind of like oh cool. But uh, they must have got a special permission from from the California guard. Said, "Yeah, why don't you send one of your planes up to Vancouver so that we can, uh, you know, pretend that you're in Russia." Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and it was obviously a, an American crew too, because we get our our 
another director cameo here where, where Martin Wood, I think, mm-hmm. uh, plays Major Wood. And I think he was one of the guys on the plane who's like, you know, here's your parachutes. Yep. You know, time to jump out. Well, they had a, then they had a co-pilot who came back and he's the one who you know told him that the runway's all iced up and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that may have been that may have been him. Um, but yeah, so they hand tilt the parachute and, and says, you know, this is for jumping out of the plane. It will you know help you survive the the fall. And Tilk says this seems poorly designed right. for for such a function. <laughs> this is not wise. <laughs> As he falls, yeah, this is not wise. Out. That was pretty good. <laughs> it's like no, you pull this thing and then it opens and then it protects you uh, from dying when you hit the ground. When you're watching, you think Daniel's going to be the one that's going to balk, right? And, and he kind of he kind of shrugs his shoulders a little <laughs> like, bit and then goes, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I didn't sign up for this, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do have to laugh though. And kind of commented on earlier, it was pretty obvious that literally they were standing in the back of a Park C one thirty with a big yeah. fan pointed at him and a big mattress at the bottom of the ramp. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> it was pretty yeah. painfully obvious. <laughs> Poorly done. <laughs> At least they didn't do the thing where it's like, you know, uh, like CG sky or something. And then they just have like the little CG like guy going Wee! through the sky, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like like you would see in TV uh, at the time. Or use stock footage from like, you know, the, the army or something like yeah. that as they're jumping out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so they they go to the base, which is a cool matte painting. It's a digital matte painting of the base mm-hmm. and uh, they get separated, but then they find each other pretty quickly and. I don't know if it, I'll have to look up. I think it was, uh, I don't know, like a water treatment plant or something like that. But yep. um, it's a pretty convincing, like, Russian base. You it know. was Harlan's well, we, we've, we've uh, seen that base. location. Yeah. Hmm? Oh, what Harlan. was that? Yeah. Yep. Oh, it was Harlan's. Yeah. Yeah, it's Harlan's the same Blair. exact. It was, a, it's a, what, a defunct. Power um, station or something? Power station, yeah. So and they use that a couple of times because it's such a mm-hmm. perfect. We're going to see it um, again in Beneath yeah. the Surface. Oh, cool. And they even they even say like it was a experimental power station as well, and so uh, maybe that's a nod to the actual location, or I didn't know if that was like a nod to the movie Goldeneye or or, or something either. <laughs> <laughs> Although that was a, a like a secret weapons base and stuff, but it has a cool control room and a cool submarine on a hook that they can send through the gate. Yeah, and they lost yeah. their submarine. It yeah. didn't come yeah. back. With they them. lost both of them. They said they had two of them. That's both right. of them are gone. Yeah. <laughs> Why would the Russians have any business buying a Swiss submarine either? Who said they bought it? Oh, no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so my question was, they, they found the Stargate two months ago. They got it operational 47 days ago. And mm-hmm. yet they had time to make nuclear-powered drones and find two mini yeah. subs that just happened to fit through the Stargate. That was crazy. Yeah, the, the drones were, were a little, oh, yeah, we are, we, yeah. Our drones are nuclear powered. Yeah, it, that was a little. That well, was a you little... know, they, they probably started building them as soon as Mayborn started turning traitor, you know. So, I yeah. mean, they probably need, he's like, why do we need to build these things? Trust me, you'll want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, if you think about it, to leave a long term drone on a planet to check in from time to time, not having to keep sending a new one through. Think about all mm-hmm. the space junk they've got. Or, wormhole junk yeah. that they've got on all these planets. I mean, it's not a bad idea, just except for when you can't close down your wormhole. Yeah, exactly. But I, I did like how, you know, things seem to be going swimmingly, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, and then <laughs> complete pun intended. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> and Daniel gets to, you know, he get. we don't really get to explore the ruins, which 
you know, if the the water is alive and it's you know cells within the water or something, why would why would they need ruins unless you know they're not native to the planet mm-hmm. or they evolved into water over you know a period of, of time or something? But um, you know, the the water itself is is holding them in place and then and then squishing them, squishing the submarine and burning out the engines and yeah. Okay. Daniel it- seems a little harsh <laughs> on the on Doctor Markov for not being able to for her submarine breaking, which I think is a little unfair because, you know, they're not really designed for living water. Yeah. It it, it is an interesting idea though, that this, this water, of course they're thinking it's more like it's a radioactive water or something like Mm -hmm. that, that cause it was, it was warm, warmer than room temperature. And it's like, no, it's because it's like a living thing. Right. You know, it's all, you know, all kind of one big living thing. You know, I, I I, see, I, I figured they, they, we're making it clear that this there had been another species that lived there and then it flooded out or something like that, but they didn't you know quite explore that it, are the beings the life forms on the water the people who were flooded out do they like transform into the water or right and we and the water can ex- exist as gas too like a like mm-hmm. green like stink gas or something so we we get to see both Mayborn and then Teal'c like do that like nineties like vomit effect <laughs> where like the tube, like you see him all yeah. on the profile, so you don't see the tube, like yeah. that's squirting water onto the ground, and then like the water turns into steam on its own and flies into to Tilk's nose and stuff. So if 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 he could throw up the water so it could go through the gate by itself, why did all those other people go through the gate to die in the water? I don't think maybe the water was like that smart about humans. Well, and there was the um that that. They went through the gate when the the fire when uh the oh with the gas. firing started when when people were dying so okay. oh yeah That's true. so it was it was they more panic time. it was like the water didn't want yeah. to take the risk and just go <laughs> you know <laughs> like standing in front of the gate while everybody pr- projectile vomited at the gate you know yeah. all at once <laughs> while they played the eighteen twelve or overture you know at the same that time. was that was in one of the mock-ups, right okay so the next scene yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's <laughs> yeah. They storyboarded it out. And Brad writes like, "No, we're not making that kind of show." <laughs> yeah, anymore. And then uh yeah, so the water eventually crushes the sub, breaks the window and you're like, "Oh no, they're all doomed." And then it just turns out that uh Daniel Sam and Dr. Markov get abyssed. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Which which was a great movie, a it great was. probably like my favorite one of my favorite James Cameron movies. And the water goes in, it's like, "Who are you guys?" And they're like, "Oh, okay, you guys are cool." Yeah, we're we're all just misunderstanding each other. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, but we never see the water again. Yeah, I, I do like that though, where it's you know it was trading hostages. Yeah, when when Tilk yeah. you know vomited out the, the the alien so it could go back through the Stargate, and then a couple minutes later, the the three of them from the sub ended up going through coming back through the Stargate, not knowing how they got there. Yet another time when. They can't remember how they got through the Stargate. Just all of a sudden, oh, well, we were going into the water and all of a sudden we're here completely bone dry. Huh? Funny how that works. Maybe they're Zaytarks. <laughs> yeah. They could be Zaytarks <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see the ghoul trying to simulate the simulate the water planet. <laughs> like, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take water, aliens as hosts. Then it becomes just like ego, the living. Well, I was gonna say, wouldn't the the water aliens take the gold as hosts? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That'd be a little confusing. Three beings because then you would have the the, (laughs) yeah the water alien would take the gold as host, and then the gold would the gold slash water alien would take 
a human as host. <laughs> so it'd really be the water alien controlling the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that like a dream within a dream within a dream kind of show? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Stargate Inception. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Parasite Inception. Yeah. Yeah, I did like the moment where where Daniel got to be Jack O'Neill for a minute. Oh yeah, and he's like, oh, it's I like, gotta quit hanging out with Jack. Yeah, <laughs> he's the summary catches on fire. Daniel's like, uh, fire. Yeah, you know, and then it's like, can you fix it? And she looks at Doctor Markov, looks at him like, I'm Russian. Can I fix a submarine? Yeah, Do you even well, know who you're talking to. No, no, no the uh, smelling things was kind of a. a common or recurrence in this because you know they walk into mm-hmm. that the uh the power station and they smell the the chlorine the remnants of the the, the poison gas yep and then you know and of course it's do you smell that and of course you know and then that then it's jack or the daniel in the uh, submarine goes do you smell something and then, of course the fire starts and then uh tilk and jack are walking around the facility and they smell something that must something from the kitchen and do you smell that you know so that was kind of a for whatever reason a recurring theme yeah. that they threw in there smelling things and of course every time they smelled something it led to another important point so just follow your nose it always knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they there, there were a lot of nice touches like when they first arrive at the base and some people are shot some people are just dead mm-hmm. and they don't know what's going on and you know, then they they look at the telemetry from the probe on the other side of the, the gate and they just see like drowned people hanging mm-hmm. out. And then when they do walk into the kitchen, you know, the ovens are still on and mm-hmm. yep. and it's all weird and stuff. So there there were some really cool um, little touches like that. Well, like oh, everything was powered down, you know, everything had been shut off for whatever reason. All the computers and everything had been shut off and then they had to boot them back up and mm-hmm. wasn't just like you hit the power switch and everything comes back to life, you know. Yeah, for what do you think about the fact that their self-destruct is basically nerve gas? Very efficient? No. <laughs> <laughs> More efficient than easier to cover up than blowing up a mountain, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like you'd have to make sure that whatever alien was was, you know, doing your foothold situation was vulnerable to that specific gas, but Maybe they just assume it would it will kill anything. Maybe if they had no. all of the SGC files, they were also doing the the certain sound from foothold they were also you know like they they implemented yeah, all, the all things those that, things yeah. that we talk about <laughs> right <laughs> so they're afraid if the nerve dust doesn't get them one of these other things will get them <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure you know that they, they'd have their nuke planted underneath the the power plant just like sgc does you know yeah i did think it was interesting that they told us there was a faction within russian government what mm-hmm. to do with the Stargate, whether to just expose the U.S. and then basically like blackmail them or run their own program. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of we do see that come back to that a little bit, too, when they have to tell some of the other countries <laughs> about the existence of the Stargate. And that they knew first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the colonel? Wasn't Colonel Sokolov? What? That she mentions a colonel that was working on the program as well. It. And I don't think he died. So I don't know if he's the guy who shows up. I was, well, yeah, he, he, he wasn't even he's in the, there. He was by name. He wasn't really. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking it was like Sarkov or Sarkolov or something like that. I'm wondering if he's, if he's who we get later on. Um, but maybe not. 
the name sounded super familiar and I thought it was the same guy. I didn't look it up. And then I'm like, but did he die with all the others? But she didn't, she never pointed him out or he didn't come up again. Yeah. Yeah. So we, Sarkolov. Yeah. She was teach chief science officer, second in command to Colonel Sarkolov. So, wow. There's, there's 30 Russian Stargate personnel on the wiki there. Um, But it looks like, what was his name? Sar- Sarkolov. Yeah, he, he only shows up in okay. this. Or he's only mentioned yeah. in this, okay. you know. So it's a Because the only, only yeah. thing on the, the uh, Stargate wiki is that he was the, the colonel in the Russian military that was in command of this. And that's it. Oh, it, says, it does say he was, he was killed at the process. I missed that. Oh, okay. He was the one who died, so. Gotcha. Not the same guy. Yeah, it's Colonel Chekhov, who's the guy who gets to, to fly the, the ship and everything later on. Okay. Do, do, do. But it's Swiss. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what was so, what did he say? It can't do this, but it keeps time really well. Oh. Yeah. The gauge, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Yep. And then uh, you know, the pressure's increasing and the gauge must be malfunctioning, and that's when Daniel <laughs> says, uh Well it's Swiss. <laughs> but it's Swiss. How could the gauge be malfunctioning? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So anything else what? about this one? <laughs> um, not, not really. I like it. I think if, if you haven't watched it, you should definitely watch it. It's, it's, it's cool. You know, it, it's smartly written by Robert C. Cooper. And like I mentioned, you get the, the sort of single, you know, single cause that has the two paths working towards the resolution in the episode, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of nice. Uh, you know, and it resolves a lot more quickly than, than I thought it did. I thought the business with the submarine getting crushed Mm-hmm. Uh, took a lot longer than, and then, you know, with Mayborn thawing out, I remember that like the first time I watched it being more of the episode, mm-hmm. but it's like, once they have that revelation that the water's alive, they, they, uh, wrap things up pretty quickly. So, uh, you know, that's either good or bad, depending on your point of view. Well, according to the, the wiki they're the, coming from the DVD commentaries, there, there actually was a, a different ending intended and they just kind of threw that quick ending oh, okay. in because of course the question is what happened to uh mayborn mm-hmm. where where did he go off to and of course he he's, he's scammed he's skadoodle yeah. he's gone we'll, we'll see him again he's not dead yet and then you want to say yeah. how do you get out of siberia so easily but knowing mayborn he probably had an escape plan all along yeah well or is this like the next one is where he ends up like back at running into jack, to jack and, like, or in, in colorado i think well the next one is first ones yeah. Oh, the next well, next one, next one, we 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 do see him captured. So he didn't get out of okay. town. Okay. They nabbed him. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if this is when he becomes like the king of the planet or no, something like that. If we're not at that point yet. That's like his last yeah. one, right? Well, that's, is that that's pretty with between that and the uh, yeah. poisonous whatever it yeah. was they ate the mind control yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this, you realize their their relationship is already starting to evolve. Yep. Yes, and they Jack. Have that quite, yeah, the bromance. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's actually worried for Jack dying. Not like I'm saving myself, water, go into mm-hmm. the sky over here, drown him. Yeah. You know, he was he was actually concerned for Jack. So Yeah, exactly. Nice. I think he has you know, he respects Jack and, you know, thinks of him as like a good adversary, like his Moriarty or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the uh, foreign translations for the episode title. Oh yes, were a yes, little we have to have our usual. difficult because uh, 
the note was that Watergate, the the phrase Watergate, a lot of them thought it the only um, kind of reference they had was Watergate scandal. Right. So it, it got a little confusing, but the French called it troubled waters. Bridge over troubled <laughs> waters. Italian just called it Watergate. It's <laughs> pretty good. The Spanish called it the Aquatic Gate. Yep. Czech called it Watergate. Hungarian were, was underwater. And then German are going to win. They call it Planet of Water. Yeah, and the Italian actually went with the English word Watergate. Right. It hmm. wasn't even like you know the, the, the Italian version of it. Yeah, and that was the note. It said that they couldn't translate it because... It was the Watergate scandal to them. They didn't, whoever translated didn't really get it. Yeah. That may or may not be where I got the idea to start the summary. Uh, well, no, but you, you think about yeah. Watergate these days, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you would like to know more about, uh, you know, the Watergate break-in, you can listen to Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World, episode seven. So oh, the very early talk episode. talks about very early yeah. on. Very early on, yes. So episode seven there of you Jimmy go. Aiken's Mysterious World. <laughs> go back into the history of Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World. The only other thing I noticed in this one was I didn't realize how short Marina Sirtis was or is. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess I'd never really put it together, but everybody on this show is really tall. And she's, she's hmm. Marina's still taller than me, but... 5'3"? Yeah. <laughs> My driver's license says 5'4", though. Just... Just oh, saying. Okay. But, you know, the men on the show are all well over six feet. And even, mm. uh, I mean, a tapping is like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, yeah, she's, she's fairly tall, yeah. too. So, so I was, she was standing next to each other, and I went, never really thought about her being short. <laughs> <laughs> well, they grow them big up there in Canada, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So on that note, uh, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Christopher C., Joel C., Laura F., Anna D., and James M. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate in all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or many other great podcast apps. We're also on YouTube at youtube.com slash StarQuest Media. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate. You can email at us at our, at our address, stargate at sqpn.com, or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash StarQuest Media, or on Twitter at sqpn. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the first ones, the next episode of SG-1. Until then, Lisa Jones, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thanks, Father Corey. Victor Lambs, thank you as well. Thanks, Father Corey. And didn't you guys leave here in a submarine? <laughs> and once again, I'm Father Corey Stika. Thank you for listening to the secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? This is Dom Bettinelli, CEO of StarQuest. I need to ask for your help. But first, I want to thank you for listening to StarQuest and supporting our mission of exploring the intersection of faith and pop culture. 
In order to continue that mission and create more new shows, we need to bring on more audio editors, video editors, and production equipment. If you value this show, we need to hear from you now. If you're not yet one of our monthly patrons, please become one. And if you're already a patron, please consider increasing your monthly donation. There are many special patron benefits we'd like to give you, and you can learn about them by going to sqpn.com slash give and clicking become a patron. Please go to sqpn.com slash give today.